Hey folks, Notch here with another pre-episode interruption. I promise we're not going to make a habit of these. But I was editing this today, Wednesday, and reflecting on the fact that when we recorded this episode on Tuesday evening, we didn't know the NWSL was coming back. So when you listen to the episode and you hear us say, oh, we don't know what's up with the NWSL yet, uh, I wanted to mention that we'll, we'll talk about that on our next episode, okay? All right, enjoy. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Sasha. I'm Caleb. This week, actually since we stepped in it, again, MLS is going to Disney World, and we fill our soccer void with more Bavarian beer, bratwurst, and pretzels. Have you talked about the ones that you got? You didn't mention schnitzel earlier which uh, is completely understandable. I didn't have anything written down, so I just kind of went off the... And honestly, halfway through, to like, beer, bratwurst, sounded about Wisconsin, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not, it's not allowed there either. No, no, after the Supreme Court gets a handle of it, we'll have, every, we'll have Salker back in Wisconsin, okay? No, no they're, they're conservative. They're conservative judges. They don't. They don't like soccer. <laughs> only the only sport allowed is eleven on eleven football with no helmets. <laughs> Bars open. <laughs> soccer closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If, if okay, okay, okay. If y'all could arbitrarily close one like industry right now, which would it be? That's my question for the week. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Like forever? <laughs> sure, why not? Heyday <laughs> um, Landing. Oh, God. Ooh, that is a good one. You decided to go all like altruistic with this one rather than like yeah. petty and They're predatory and you have to pay back like 1000% interest. Yeah, yeah, fair. That's fair. I'm not going to. Yeah. yeah, okay. If I'm a, a joke answer, vegan restaurants. Come on, fuck off. Okay, I I would do I would do I would do toilets that make you pay. Public toilets that make you pay need to go. Like there's nothing worse than really needing to poop. You get to the toilet and it's like you need fifty cents and I don't have any coins. You know, I've never that's never happened to me. Yeah, yeah. that's an experience I've never had. That is, I just go to a Starbucks and poop yeah. and then leave. Like, oh yeah, I was gonna order my side of Nazi and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is not actually as much of a thing in, in America, but there are many places around the world where public toilets are charged, including like many places in Europe. So very annoying. With how cutthroat capitalism is, I'm surprised that hasn't taken on here. <laughs> 25 cents for number one, 50 cents for number two. So Sasha, what are you, you going to arbitrarily close? Uh, honestly, cruise, cruise liners, like just fuck them. Like... <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's an industry I, I would be glad just if it died. I mean, yes. But I should also like caveat this that I think when, when we all make our petty, vin- petty vindictive decisions, we do care about the people that are employed there and like yeah. thousands of, you know, lost jobs. I'm just putting that out there that those people, you know, this would oh, all be um, with them getting new jobs. Can I ruin everything you just said by saying the NRA? And fuck those people. <laughs> uh, 
All right, let's move on to our first Point segment. Of the show. You never said yeah. you never said who you would. Who I did, I did. I said you the did? toilets that would. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that huge business that ruins lives everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. It well ruins <laughs> pants everywhere. You know. Uh, all right, let's move on to the segment that we call bad guys. Yeah, it's a segment where we discuss American soccer's bad guys, the two top divisions, MLS and NWSL. Before we get to them, though, some news. Pro Soccer USA, sad news, have to shutter their doors for the rest of 2020. Their uh, content is going to be published by the Orlando Sentinel, who they are a division of, but they will cease to be an independent outlet until next year. Uh, Very sad news. Hope to see them um, get back on their feet. Yeah, a former... Yes, guest co-host Kyle Eliason wrote for them on the Minnesota United beat. So, yeah, yeah. Kyle's awesome. He's a great yeah, guy, and uh, hope he gets his uh, beat back next year. Let's move on to talk about NWSL, who want to apparently be the first league to start. Am I reading this right? Yeah, they want to be back uh, in the last week of June, and they want to hold a World Cup-style tournament. Uh, the group stage would be held at the Real Monarchs. Bank of Zion Stadium, which we're familiar with. And then the semifinal and final would be at uh, RSL's Rio Tinto. Um, the plan is to have them do charter flights from their home location. Upon landing, they'd be tested. And then they would be tested twice per week while in Utah. However, there are a couple couple skeptics unnamed in the U.S. women's national team who aren't on board with this. So... Caleb, what do, you, what do you think hearing about that? Do you think it's a viable way to do this? What, what do you think of their decision to try to be the first American League back? <laughs> I think it's ambitious to try and be the first American League back, especially now that I think the NHL announced that they have put in place like a playoff system that just ended the regular season. I think it's harder to start a season up than just finish a season with less teams. Um, also, this whole basically have a camp in Utah. Uh, we'll talk about it later with MLS, have a camp in Orlando. It just sounds like a Petri dish waiting to happen. If, if one person gets sick, everyone is kind of screwed if that happens. Um, yeah. It's, but the, the monetary implications are huge if they can be the first league back because there's no American league going on right now. And that's very valuable TV-wise. Well, even more than that, I would say, in terms of getting eyeballs who then might stick around after COVID, it's kind of, right. it sounds like one of those plays where they're like, this is our you know, chance to, to risk something, to get a reward, if you want to put it that way. Um, and with 12 teams in a you know, six-sided, you know, if it's like a World Cup-style tournament, there would be a group stage, I guess. But um, you could see that getting over in a week and a half's time. So... Um, I don't. I I don't know. It's, you know, if I was, if I was thinking about this purely from the standpoint of wanting NWSL to get some clout, I'd be like, you know, that's, it's hard for me to to poo poo that. But I, I, just the way things are going, I think you're right in the petri dish aspect. But someone's gonna get sick. And what if what if they, you know if they're gonna get tested, like you said, Sasha, when they land, what if one of the teams gets there and they can't play? You know, then what happens? Like six players from the team are like sick, you know. Yeah, and the, like the article then didn't give any contingency plan about what if that's the case, or like what happens when there's an outbreak. 
I think that's why right. a lot of players are still undecided because they, they want to know what if, most likely, what happens if someone yeah. gets infected. Oof. That's I. It's real tough stuff. And I mean, every league is going to, you know, like you were saying, Caleb, but then NHL, they're dealing with similar questions with the playoffs starting in probably July. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we'll see what NWSL does. When they do come back, we love Rachel Krieger as a guest on our podcast to talk to us with, about a preview. Very much looking forward to speaking to her. We were supposed to speak to her in March. And, uh, you know, something happened back then. I can't remember what, but then we weren't able to do that. Um, anyway, moving on to MLS. And uh, I was referencing the whole pandemic, by the way. Nothing happened with, like, us or her. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have the episode, okay? It wasn't that she wasn't able to come on. So, I, I, yeah. All right. Now that I've explained the joke, let's move on and talk about MLS. <laughs> we're uh, so we're going to start... Yeah, I'm going to start by explaining another joke where FC Cincinnati decided to uh, announce their new head coach, Yap Stam, with a picture of Tynus Van Tunenbroek, who looks suspiciously like Yap Stam, to the point where, like, did Yap Stam just feel like he needed to start a new life in the witness protection program? And he was like, I'm on a new name, Tynus Van Tunenbroek. I mean, it's it's really actually a good story from Yapstam. He just lost his job at, at Sports Illustrated, and um, <laughs> to come back so quickly as a coach of MC Cincinnati is just huge. And I mean, I heard he had to quit uh, <laughs> his last job at the WWE because of knee problems, and went and started a pod wrestling podcast recently where he had the Undertaker <laughs> on too. So um, that that's the thing that happened. I mean, we we joke about this, but this literally was soccer Twitter for an entire day. It was the most wholesome thing we've had in soccer for two two months. <laughs> we were all posting pictures of bald white dudes saying they were yap stam. Uh, I saw, like I said, Grant Wall, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, who's the guy from the the Hobbs? The the the. Jason Statham. Jason oh, Statham. Yeah. Uh, who else did we see posted? I I posted purely Yuji Kalina, the famous referee, Howard <laughs> Webb, <laughs> Bob Bradley, <laughs> Michael Bradley. <laughs> I really want somebody to go out on a limb and just put like Skeletor out there. <laughs> I think that would be the most accurate one. I mean, yeah. FC Cincinnati, man. What, the, like, if I was FC Cincinnati from now on to like the next five years, every single thing that they decided to do, I would like double check that they haven't fucked it up in some way. They should vet every single thing they do. Right. Like, even, you know, in, even like on this podcast, it's they make a headline. <laughs> when they hire someone to vet their stuff they should vet that too yeah even like match day things like when they start doing like like updates on the twitter account from the match like we totally scored that goal right right no oh we didn't shoot why is fc cincinnati live tweeting things that happened 20 minutes ago oh they have to triple check it before they tweet it yeah. out you know. The game's over. They're like, and kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta, I gotta give them some credit though. Like the Getty Images uh, profile for the picture they used did say that it was Yap Stamp. So like, whoever the, the like stock double checked. <laughs> <laughs> Just like somebody like, that's eh, not though. <laughs> uh, do we have opinions on it being Yap Stamp? The guy's had some uh, minor coaching experience in. I think it's like Belgium and the Netherlands. Um, I don't know a whole lot about him. That he just that he was a hard ass to play against when he was playing. Right, he was um, at Manchester United for three years, Lazio for three years. Yeah, just I was the, was the yeah defender, just hard as nails. Not mm-hmm. too much 
coaching experience, really, I guess, Reading, um, IH's youth team, a couple of years across there at NVSA. But I just said, I know who they want as a coach, and it's an IH's coach, apparently. And this is their third. <laughs> yeah, when he was at Reading, they had one win in 18. And then he was at Zvola, Feyenoord. Now he's at uh, FC Cincy, where he replaces Dammit Demay. Uh, Kenneth Vermeer from LAFC had a lot of high praise for him, calling him a killer. So, <laughs> I thought what you wanted to coach, though. I mean, if his players are just afraid of him, you know, that's, that's <laughs> I guess, one way of doing it. Um, uh, you know, that combined with Corona might be enough to just like scare other teams from playing FC Cincinnati. That's going to be his talk. He's like, true. don't fear Corona, fear me. Right. Uh, <laughs> Montreal Impact have announced that their midfielder Steven Saba broke his left foot on a routine jog near his home in Montreal. He's out 8 to 12 weeks. Corona claims another. We had uh, two pieces of info. Uh, about six days ago, Nico Moreno tweeted, I am not saying MLS and the players union won't find a way to come to an agreement, but after taking a few days to contact enough people across the league, I'd say at least all 26 teams going to Orlando is far from happening. There are so many players and staff against the idea. Paul Tenorio said two days uh, later, update sources tell Stam Stegkel, 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 Stegkel. Okay, whatever. I've, I've been oh, struggling with this for years. Sam uh, and me, <laughs> they told Sam and me that MLS has sent the MLSPA a pay cut counter offer and responded to some, but not all of their 100 plus questions regarding the Orlando tournament. Some answers were quote unquote TBD. Sources describe or source described counter as workable for MLS Players Association. So we shall see. We shall see what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, this is one of those like, I will sit alone in front of my TV socially distanced from other people and watch this, but I will feel bad for the players if something bad happens, is my reaction to this news. And I'm far from confident that nothing bad will happen. Yeah, I think like we said last week, it's, there's too many question marks about the future health of players. Um, a coronavirus aside, you're, you're asking players to come back almost full force from two months off. A lot of sore muscles, a lot of tight muscles. There's higher chance of injury outside of coronavirus with this. And I, I mean, until there's a vaccine, there won't be any completely safe event. And it sucks, but that's the truth. And yet I find myself watching Bundesliga just happy as a clam because I finally watched soccer. I'm, I'm hypocritical. We've been over this. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I, I know you keep down that it, that people's, these guys and dolls, they're putting their lives at risk and the lives of those they love at risk. Or a game. But unlike Bundesliga, we're not sending every team to Dortmund, you know, like like we're right, sending right, right. Team into it seems ominous that I'm saying this, but it sounds like we're, we're kind of putting them into danger by sending them all to Florida specifically. But like you, got, you can say like <laughs> Florida or New Jersey. There's a lot of it's states somehow where, worse that it's Florida. I have yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think but but I, I'll take the opposite tack of that, which is that I <clears> think if you're on just a bus and you're driving a short distance, that's 
worse than if you were flying from place to place or like driving like six hours, yeah. stopping at rest stops, different hotels. You know, like you're in one hotel, uh, if per team or whatever. Maybe you like so, but yeah, you control the, the environment. Yeah, but the thing that makes it so hard in the U.S. is that it's so huge. Right. In Germany and England, they tend to do this. They tend to come back and make it even safer, but they put all the players into one city, Why presumably don't... into one hotel or complex. Why don't we fly all of MLS to Germany and host it in Germany? Mm. <laughs> Has anybody considered this? <laughs> well, go to South Korea. I hear they're fine over there. So, you know. <laughs> so MLS you starts the, the second wave in South, South Korea. <laughs> What's the, the infection rate in, what's the, what's the infection rate on Antarctica? Right? Yeah. I'm just saying, build it. It's the only continent that doesn't have it. It's like, all the it's like all the commissioners saw that Dana White bought a fight island, a literal fight island. Like, what's a good idea? We should do that, but like not buy an island. That was dumb. Right. Um, yeah. You know, Sasha, you're talking about the, uh, the, the time difference, which makes perfect sense. The stadiums won't be in use in the middle of the night. You know, <laughs> safer. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to Don Garber attacking leaks. The Athletic has been reporting on some of the stuff that we've been talking about. As we mentioned, uh, Tenorio and Stichkel, Stichkel, Sam at The Athletic and our own Jeff Ruder, uh reporting on some of this stuff. Don Garber ultra mad that there have been leaks and sending out a memo <laughs> to teams threatening big fines saying, yo, we can't have leaks. And of course this, memo leaks so that's how we know about it <laughs> and i feel like this is like the number one thing about leaks you don't if you are, have leaks don't come out and be like guys don't fucking leak because that's just gonna leak yeah <laughs> and, don't and tell it, anyone if they don't want it in out and the word it's leak is, is it's too much fun saying the word leak we're all gonna talk about it <laughs> got nothing else to do <laughs> we don't want to talk about the Cousin to the Onion, that leak? No, we're talking about these leaks. Right? It's not a podcast, damn it. Sporting Kansas City has offered graduating seniors a free photo shoot on the pitch uh, for, for seniors in the, in the KC Metro. They will supply a professional photographer. Each session will happen on the pitch. Display the graduate's name and photo on the stadium's video board. Students can be high school or college graduates. There are going to be social distancing protocols, um, both in the stadium and in the parking lot. So that's pretty cool. Nice way to kind of get some good publicity, do something nice mm-hmm. for students. So yeah, uh, let's them. let's move on to talking about English, well, soccer news in a segment that we call the ludicrous display. Ray, he's kicked the ball. Now the ball's over there. Thing about the Premier League is that they always try to walk it in, and in this segment, we talk about the latest from the United Kingdom. Multiple Premier League players say that they will not play if the league is continued. Yeah, uh, the biggest names among those are Troy Deeney from Watford and Ndolo Kante from Chelsea. Um, both have their own reasons. I believe Troy Deeney recently had a child and doesn't want to infect his child, which makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm sure they're not the only players who feel this way. They're just the ones that pride the most star power on their team. I feel that way. But kind of in that same vein, Bournemouth goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale tested positive for covid Yet still supports freely restart, saying he feels extremely safe at training. It's like, dude, don't go train anymore. You tested positive. Right. I was going to be like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. In your what? home. <laughs> yeah, you feel safe because you've had it already, bro. 
Like, what the hell? <laughs> He's like, yeah, at press just throw this top everybody. Dude, I feel fine. It's fine. I don't feel anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think we can both take our same comments from the last segment with NWSL, MSL, MLS and, and play them again over here if we really wanted to. Um, I don't feel any different about these teams getting back than I do about us. It's one thing about the UK. They seem to be in the same screwed up situation we are in. Um, huh, weird. Manchester United have told Hearts, Bolton Wanderers, and Burton Albion they do not have to owe the club their loan payments, a combined £130,000, as they feel it's unfair to increase the financial pressure on smaller clubs. At this time, good on Manchester United. Also, at the same time, Manchester United have sued Sports Interactive, the traders and football manager, for their likeness, even though there is no... Coincidentally, for £130,000? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I don't know what the price, what the monetary amount was, but they sued... Sports Interactive, uh, for the likeness, saying their name is used a bunch in game, even though um, I think in game free download any patches, there's no logos. And it's just, I think M-A-N-U-T-D is their team name, so you download like a patch. Hmm. So that's fun. Lame. Yep. Arsene Wenger said... Quote, yes, I've got some satisfaction when Liverpool lost to Watford. I really think they could have gone unbeaten, but this proves how difficult it is to repeat this accomplishment, referring, of course, or I should say unquote, first of all. But this, of course, refers to the Arsenal unbeatables. And uh, Caleb, I'm going to you for a moment. Uh, kept on going saying, it would really impress me if they got fourth place 10 years in a row. <laughs> I'm gonna say like if you are Manchester United or you're Arsene Wenger, like Schadenfreude is the only joy that's gonna bring you, you know, any <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Liverpool should win the league. Oh man, it was oh, a man. Game. I mean, yeah. I put this in here just to see what you'd say, Caleb. Thanks for satisfying me. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Anytime. Let's let's move on to the segment that we call they don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. That South Korean team we mentioned that put sex dolls out in the stands got a massive fine. Go read about it online. We're not going to spend any more time on that. Dwayne Rollins tweeted out, just had an interesting conversation with someone with knowledge of CONCACAF suggested to me that, quote-unquote, several Caribbean federations are in danger of not being able to fund a World Cup qualifying campaign for 2022. That's awful. It really sucks. Not good. Not good. I hope this is one of those things where people are worried, but it, they come through in the end. Let's start talking about Bundesliga now. Um, oh, I should, I should mention, there's a bunch of talk about Spain and Italy and a bunch of leagues around the world and their you know, discussions about coming back. Just go read that stuff online. We can't get bogged down with like every league. Like, oh, this is the like specific problems they face. And you know, we'll just never get to actual soccer, which there is some now. So we should talk about that. Let's talk about Bundesliga. Before we get to actual soccer, let's one more process story, which is piped-in fan noise, which I, I can't figure out if this was Fox or the Bundesliga feed because there are some English and Italian outlets saying that they also had piped-in noise, so it might have been the master Bundesliga feed that did this. Uh, I believe the first game that had piped-in fan noise was Leipzig versus Mainz, and then again today with Dortmund versus Bayern. And to be fair, it wasn't in the stadium as far as I understand. It was only on the broadcast feed. What did you guys think? Do you want to hear the you know players shouting Schweinhund and all that at each other? Or do you want to, you know... Scheiße! Scheiße! <laughs> schnell, schnell! Uh, or do you want to 
hear this piped in fan noise. I just like the piped in fan noise. When it's natural, I'm totally okay with it, but just watching an empty stadium and hearing this background noise, I'd rather hear the colorful language of all these German players and learn some new German words. <laughs> I, I'm on the opposite side of the fence. Um, I've, it adds a bit of normalcy to everything. Um, they don't show wide shots that often anymore in the broadcast of the stands. They mostly show close-ups where the ball is. Um, and when you hear the crowd noise and those close-up sh- shots, you kind of forget that the crowd isn't there. So it makes it easier to watch the game and kind of escape for 90 minutes. I have to say that in the short term, I kind of get what they're doing, but it makes me kind of concerned that they'll somebody's going to be like, oh, hey, this World Cup game doesn't have enough people in the stands. Let's just pipe it in in the future when things are okay. And I 100% don't support that because I feel like soccer is so f- like grassroots fan driven as a sport that if you, if you, if we encourage people to like take that away, um, I kind of see a slippery slope, which is kind of a cop-out argument, but still, like, I, I, I feel like we should embrace the fact that the fans are important and their absence makes this worse. I agree with that. I feel like the twelfth man is is a real thing, and you can't, you can't fake it. Right, and and if you're faking it on TV, but not the stadium, then you know, I don't know. But I, I get it. I get why they're doing it. I'm sympathetic to what you said, Caleb. And, and we all want a little bit of normalcy right now. So mm-hmm. I just don't want them to be like, oh, yeah, Milan Ultras um, burned half their stadium down. So they're banned from all, like having fans at any games from now on. But we're going to pipe in the, the noise so their games don't feel any worse to watch. They should feel the pain of not having fans. So anyway, um, let's talk about the Bundesliga games, which started... Uh, right after we recorded last week, the next day, Hertha Berlin beat Union 4-0 after Union had managed to get a shock win in the return fixture earlier in the, or I should say the, the, the first, the same fixture earlier in the season. Man, Berlin derby, very controversial. So many hot takes don't come up once. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was waiting for Sasha and she was waiting for me to say something. So yes. um, I'll just start by saying the new goalkeeper, whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce, it's whacked in the nuts by a shot, and it was pretty hilarious, and I laughed pretty hard at it when he left. I will say that last name is probably the sound you make when you get whacked in the nuts. Geeky wits. Um, Geeky wits. Oh. <laughs> very accurate. Very yeah. accurate. Uh, the announcer later said, "Rather take it in the crown jewels than concede a goal." I'm not sure know, about that. I don't. I don't know if he, if the goalkeeper, Gikiewicz, was feeling the same thing at that <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it ended up not really mattering. Um, yep. Heard the scored four in the second half. Yeah, they could have clobbered Union. Sadly, um, both of these teams sitting pretty safe uh, in their spots. So not really a result that, that matters a whole lot. Freiburg playing Werder Bremen. This was a must-win game for Werder, who are uh, second from bottom uh, after this, uh, or I should say today, as of this table. And they, they managed to get the, the crucial win. Bittencourt getting a first-time shot off a beautiful pa- long pass by Davy Klassen. Go watch this highlight. I mean, there were some great goals this week, but this was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Such a beautifully placed pass. Uh, gets a bit and Gordy knocks it in. Uh, Freiburg had a lot of chances and managed to actually get one into the net in the 88th minute, but it was called back for offside. Uh, really a huge win for Werder there. Huge. Yep. 
Paderborn, who are bottom of the league, uh, four points behind Werder at this point, uh, managed only a 1-1 tie with Hoffenheim, who ended the week in ninth place. Another world-class goal here from Serbeni from outside the box. Uh, massive defensive error on an attempted pirouette by the um, uh, Hoffenheim keeper. Serbeni managed to equalize the game in the ninth minute. Defender, sorry. Yep, in the, in the ninth yeah, minute. Center back, yeah. So and he had a no, free shot on goal, but was still outside the 18-yard bo- box. And the goalkeeper was pretty, in a pretty good position, but that ball went into the top corner. It was just perfectly placed. Both goals in this game coming very early, fourth minute and ninth minute. So, yeah. Wolfsburg played Dortmund uh, in, in a game that had some stakes for Dortmund, but not so much for Wolfsburg, who are pretty safely in outside of the spots that really matter. Uh, we saw Dortmund getting two goals, though, uh, in their prep for the game against Bayern. They managed to overpower Wolfsburg in the box, and then uh, Cla- Santa Claus did not bring joy to the children of Wolfsburg. Uh, he managed to step on Manuel Akanji's ankle and get sent off. Felix Klaus, in the 82nd minute, put the game He's a... Santa Claus is what? Nephew... Son, grandson. He's the one who gets the naughty kids list and he goes and steps on their ankles. So, oh, yeah. The rebel. Probably, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's the, uh, uh, just the, the brother. Let's make it brother. Because I've seen a sketch with uh, a brother of Santa Claus and Mitchell and Webb did. It's freaking great. You need a VPN that's set to UK. And then you can like put Mitchell and Webb, <laughs> Santa's brother, into YouTube and you can watch the sketch. It's great. Um. Borussia Mugladbach, that's Fedora, played Bayer Leverkusen. Leverkusen getting the 3-1 win um, in a stadium full of cutouts put out by Mugladbach. Uh, unfortunately, also put out cutouts for their defenders. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you guys fans of the cutouts? Like, if there's no fan noise, but there's cutouts? Or is it yeah. weird with either one? I, you know, I don't mind. It's like a nice thing for the fans, you know? And maybe at the end of the year, they all get their cutouts signed by all the players, you know? That'd be nice. As long as they're not, you know, sex dolls in Korea, right? Right. Well, you know, <laughs> they get those signs. You know, that, that might be a better present for some lonely people. Who knows? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so all right. Leverkusen are in fifth at the end of this week. And uh, Maglarbach right above them in the table of fourth. So, this was a big result for Bayer. Um, I have Ertz with four goals in the first two games back from uh, – Extended COVID break. Marcus Thuram scored a beautiful half volley to equalize it at 1-1. Um, but un- unfortunately, he was not given a penalty just minutes later where he was taken down in the box. It was kind of a light one, but you could see it getting called. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for, for uh, Gladbach, right after that, uh, they did get um, a, a penalty called against them. With a with a takedown on the box, Jan Sommer managed to get both hands on the penalty that was shot in by Havertz, who scored. Uh, Sven Bender put the game beyond any question with a diving header, and again a terrible, terrible result for Gladbach. Bayern smashed Caleb's team Eintracht Frankfurt five to two. Yep. Remember when Frankfurt beat them five nothing, like this season. Apparently, Byron did. <laughs> South remembers. Yeah, South does remember. Yeah. Um, Do they have a wall in the South in Germany? Like, 
Oh no, I probably should. Well, they used, to have, they used to have a wall in Germany, but <laughs> let's not talk about that. Uh-huh. I'm gonna like forget that oh, I made that joke. Pretty much, like something Leipzig. I don't know. I thought you were a big history fan, but if you had heard about it, I can tell you. Right, that. right. Oh, yeah, I I, of course, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is there is there any history of walls in China as well? I don't know. I've heard about something something like that. Anyway, um, about beheadings in France? Is that real? I don't really want to. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about Byron's goals, but they were so good, and especially because in the first one, Goretzka smashed in a half volley, which was dummied by Robert Lewandowski off a cross by Muller. Then Muller scores the second goal, which he tees up for himself, and then Lewandowski get heads in the next one. So, like, all three people involved in the first goal have their own goals in the first three goals by Bayern. Um, I do want to point out that Martin Hinterreiter from Eintracht Frankfurt had a hat trick. Um, unfortunately, one of those went into his own net. So Does that count? I, 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 I would. He's a, I think he's a defender, so, yeah, count it. It's like the, he waits till, till they get in the tunnel to ask for the match ball. He's like, can I just, yeah. please? Oh, yeah, hey, guys, go ahead. I'll meet you in the locker room. Is that, is that match ball? Hey, Martin, where you get that ball? Oh, I just found it over there. Yeah, you know, it's just, I, I need one at home, yeah, just to kick it around, you know? So, yeah, he, he did get two goals to give Frankfurt some hope. But uh, unfortunately, Alfonso Davies then destroyed the Bayern defense. And then, as you mentioned, Hitler gets the own goal. Yeah. Schalke demolished by Augsburg. Schalke, it seems like I've decided, you know, we're just going to be a mid-table finish. We don't really <laughs> care. So, yeah, let's just have Augsburg 3-0 demolish us. Yeah, they, they came back and went, you know what? Here's good. <laughs> Edward uh, Lowen with uh, free tick. I just worked past the goalkeeper. Uh, Noah Joel Sarenren Bazi. Good that was the lead. And then Sergio Cordova, much better. <laughs> Sealed the game for stoppage time around the keeper after just taking the ball off the defender with no issues. Um, Shelter's defense, um, as far as they made the game, because they were previously in the stands at in Gladbach. So Leipzig. Call back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Leipzig played Mainz and got a 5-0 win, which is crucial because Leipzig, if you look back to their last three games, all the way back to March 1st, they've had three draws leading into this uh, result. And they are in third place, three points behind Dortmund, thanks to this win. 5-0. Yeah, it all started off with a team uh, across to Timo Werner, who got them an early lead, uh, followed up by a header from Yusuf Paulson. Uh, then Marcel Sabitzer makes it 3-0. Uh, then Timo finishes off a great play starting from Kevin was it Compel's heel flick. That was that was yep. a great highlight. And uh, yeah, Timo that, that was just great team play all around by Leipzig. It was. You, you could see the front three being yeah. in perfect synergy in this game and mine was kind of dismantled. Uh, Timo finally gets his hat trick, finishes off the game 5-0. And it seems like multiple teams are having defensive issues since returning. Big, big, big game for Mainz coming up. They play Union tomorrow. So watch that because they are just three points off the relegation playoff spot. Currently occupied by Dusseldorf, who are looking to see what Dusseldorf's next fixture is going to be. Don't have that pulled up yet. 
No, I don't want Dusseldorf news. I mean, I'm sure the Dusseldorf <laughs> industrial era is important, but Schalke, they play Schalke, who are obviously <laughs> on a great run of form. So, um, yeah, Mainz probably need a win in, uh, in their game against Union. Uh, speaking of Dusseldorf, they played Köln last week, and this game ended 2-2 uh, with Köln this... down two goals in the 87th minute of this game. Yeah, and they had missed the penalty earlier um, after Dusseldorf opened the scoring. Uh, Mark Uth was fouled in the box to give Köln a penalty and then had his penalty saved very easily. On the follow-up, like two Köln players rushed at it and went, oh, after you, and then it was cleared. Like, <laughs> that's not time to be polite. Hit the ball in the back of the net. Um, but after Dusseldorf uh, doubled their lead, two headers in three minutes from Anthony Modesta and John Cordoba for Köln. Uh, Saved a point for Köln, but they probably feel hard done by as Dusseldorf has not won and Köln at Köln in over 20 years. So they hit the streets alive, but they probably feel hard done by. They probably should have won that game. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the big game from today, which everybody was eagerly anticipating when Bundesliga came back. Dortmund versus Bayern, the fight between the top two. Uh, Dortmund with a chance to come within one point of Bayern at the top. Unfortunately, things did not go their way. Joshua Kimmich's goal, uh, ensuring that Bayern go seven points clear in the lead yeah, of the Bundesliga. It was a beautiful chip right before the end of the first half. And despite the fact that it seemed like Dortmund had everything figured out this time, like they had figured out the algorithm and the starters, because they, they put out the same lineup that won the last two games. They couldn't, they couldn't get the goal, even though they got the shots. And they end up losing because of the Kimmich goal. Yeah. I, I asked uh, Sasha this before we started recording. I think you were gone. Um, there's someone else. But um, the, who was the last team other than Dor- Dortmund and Bayern to win the Bundesliga in what year? Any guesses? I think it was Wolfsburg. Wasn't it? That is correct. Do you know what year? Uh, 2007? Very close. 08, 09. Right. Yeah. And I so, think uh, Dortmund won like two times since then as well. So it's just been Bayern running roughshod in that lead and really would like some, you know, parody at some point to form in the Bundesliga. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. Tornado Siren. Yeah, me too. Is that like, this isn't a test, is it? It's like no, real. Because it's, a, it's a Tuesday. It's a- yeah. All right. Well, uh, if I get swept away and my feed goes away, one of you will get the Zoom meeting host, uh, you know, put out the pod. No, things are fine here. If you so get swept away, good. we'll refer to you as the Schalke host. Right? Ooh. Uh, well, we'll continue this podcast until I have to go into the basement, which I should probably be doing right now. Is that what I'm supposed to do with the tournament? <laughs> probably, right? Well, I'm up on the second floor, know. so I definitely shouldn't be uh, here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll just keep going. Huh? I mean, how bad can things get? We're in a pandemic already, right? <laughs> right? Um, we're almost done with the pod, so let's just finish it before the tornado hits. Keeping an eye out of my window. Um where do Bremen and McGladbach both needing a win in this game, both coming out with a nil-nil draw, which keeps Gladbach on level 53 points with uh, Leverkusen, who lost their game uh, against Wolfsburg 4-1 uh, today as well. Um, 
let's talk about that game first, the Leverkusen game. Uh, Wolfsburg managing to get the win. That's kind of an upset. Because Leverkusen was on the upswing and Wolfsburg had just lost. Um, yeah, they really bounced back extremely well. Um, Kai Havertz did not have a great game. Could have been given a own goal on Maximilian Arnold's free kick, but was awarded to Arnold. Um, I, Wolfsburg just took their chances and took them well. I think that's what just happened. Uh, Leverkusen playing Magladbach earlier in in the match week, of course, and having that win. But going back to today, Magladbach um, managing only the nil-nil tie against Werder. I, I mentioned what that did to Leverkusen and Gladbach. I also want to give a shout out to the fact that Werder stay in second from bottom, 22 points, four clear of Paderborn in the bottom spot, uh, but only two points behind Dusseldorf. They could have pulled level uh, with Dusseldorf if they managed to get the win. They did not. Let's talk about Frankfurt playing Freiburg 3-3 today as well. Lifelong Frankfurt fan, Caleb Olsen. How did you find this game? I mean, I don't remember a life before my Frankfurt fandom, so <laughs> accurate. Um, honestly, our defense is just as good as Schalke's and <laughs> and mine's at this point. Uh, Letting in early goals has just been a thing that Frankfurt's been doing pretty much all year. Uh, Robert scored early with through Vincenzo Grifo, which is a great name, which made the the blow a little easier to take. Um, then Andre Silva he equalized. Gave you grief. Yes. Okay. Yes, he did. Notch. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> rebound off a of Daichi Tamada shot. Daichi Tamada would later score a goal to, after uh, Freiburg went up 3-1. to one. They scored in 67th and 69th minute. Nice. Um, Daichi Tamada would score his first goal in the Bundesliga in 79th to have the lead. And then Timothy fucking Chandler at the back post to equalize late for Frankfurt. Um, Tamada's a sub. Was really on fire um, before the break. And... Hopefully he's back in the fitness soon because he's needed for this Frankfurt team. Should mention that Frankfurt are with 29 points, just five points off the relegation playoff spot. Squeaky bump uh, time. Occupied by Dusseldorf. Mainz sitting be- between them. Union and Augsburg with 30 points above Frankfurt. So that's where the relegation situation is. Bayern, of course, in a seven-point lead at the top of the table. Uh, with 64, Dortmund second with 57, Leipzig third with 54, Magladbach and Leverkusen in fourth and fifth with 53 points, and then Wolfsburg in a distant sixth with 42, Freiburg chasing them at 38, and Schalke somehow still 37 right behind Freiburg. So uh, that's the Bundesliga table for you. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, so why don't you tell the good people where they can find us on Twitter? You can find me hiding from this tornado in a basement, but on Twitter, you can find me at pickup line. <laughs> Live tweeting the, the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at uh, KLSN716. I'm also going to be on a different podcast this Thursday called New Player Has Joined. It's a video game podcast. Every Thursday, they have fans of the show on as guests. I'll be on talking about my favorite video game, 
a great place to eat and my deepest darkest secret so nice. listen to that damn it you just took my next concept for our new podcast and i was going to do exactly <laughs> that <laughs> that's awesome man yeah uh, you gotta throw a uh, caleb will throw a link to that on our twitter feed at tw united fans so you can listen to the, to him on uh that podcast you can find me at lockstock spock i will say that the tornado siren is gone so hopefully we don't have any live tweeting of the tornado on my feed and <laughs> <laughs> sorry sasha <laughs> we are sasha and i are in roughly the same area so like hopefully both neither of us has this problem anymore. i mean i'm looking at a at a radar right now so it's kind of on the eastern side of st paul so okay it's not gonna hit you in eden prairie uh hey by the way for for those of you who are still listening at this point i don't know how many of you stayed through the credits we are gonna launch a patreon at some point if you have ideas for things that you would want us to do for money that don't involve taking our clothes (laughs) off let us know (laughs) (laughs) because we might add those to our tiers we're still coming up with the tiers and what the cool stuff that we're gonna give to you guys so uh let us know what, if there's something that you would want from us can't promise that'll happen do, we'll try if you do want without us without clothing or anything that's a only fans account that's very different <laughs> so we're only doing patreon for right now we don't know where this pandemic will take us so <laughs> oh god all right well uh you can tell your friends to listen to our podcast and find podcast providers everywhere we'd like to thank the band tectonics for creating our theme song you can find them on bandcamp at soundcloud no live shows coming up for a little while and with that we'll bid you adieu for another seven days see you next week take it easy everybody bye man you next week from oz Feed me,